together. Can you hear me?
All right, good morning. Kids, you're dismissed. Good to see y'all here this morning. Couple quick announcements. First of all, Alan just graduated last week, right? Congratulations. It's awesome. Um, camping trip. When is it? July. July 13th to the 16th. When's the money due? Yesterday. All right. Um, and then I just want to open it up for any praises or prayer requests. And I feel like there was something I was supposed to remember to share that someone asked me to, and I can't remember it. So, okay. Hmm. Oh, wow. That's amazing. You're good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. So, Jerry and her husband actually own a restaurant and they've been trying to sell it for a really long time. And it's supposed to finally, that's growing close tomorrow. So, they're having a little kind of celebration thing to be asked why they're not here. And she asked for prayers just that there would be no glitches and everything would go through tomorrow and it would sell. And then she also asked for prayers for her son, uh, 19 or 20, and he struggled with depression and was like suicidal thoughts for a long time. And I guess he's really struggling right now. So please pray for Jerry's family. And then also Pat and Krista, who are not here today, um, wanted to share another prayer request. Sorry, I can't find it. Uh, for a friend who is not expected to make it, I guess, been fighting cancer for a long time, the friend's name is Stella, and she's just going down. Okay. And you'll send those out. Okay. Any others? Diana. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're going to continue praying for Clover. She's one of our regular. We need to remember to keep her in your prayers regularly. Any others? Praises, prayer requests. Penny. Yeah, keep praying for Dallas. 
we're trusting she's going to trust Christ. Oh, good. Thank you. Any other? No, sorry. Go ahead. Anybody else? Praise God. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Praise God. Anybody else? All right, Aaron, they're getting ready. I think it's this week that they're going to see the graduation of their grandson, but the relationship with the son is very rocky. Um, so just be praying that like a miracle happens with like restoration and that hmm. stability on both sides. It's like that God is present during their time of their interaction with them. Okay. Like, I've been around. Can be tense. Be cool if there's some healing there. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah, you'd ask for prayers for safe travels too. Anybody else? All right. And just holding me up that they got to adopt them. Mm -hmm. With all the help stuff, you know, and Brianna. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. There's, you just never know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is really cool to see. Yeah, praise God. All right, well, this is kind of a praise, but uh, a little bit more of a thank you. I'm grateful Ned is going to be preaching this morning, and so I want to say thank you for taking the taking this Sunday. Looking forward to it. Uh, we're we're going to be gone. He can be praying for us while we're on our vacation uh, for a couple weeks week and a half, whatever. We should be back in a couple Sundays, but there'll be a couple other guest speakers. Scott Swartzentruber, who I think most of you know. Sam Sacco, who I think some of you know. And uh, so I'm grateful that we get to go on vacation. Thank you for everybody that steps up and steps in during that time too. So uh, let's go ahead and pray and then we'll sing one more song and let Ned deliver the word to us. Father, we thank you for your son. We do just want to acknowledge you do great things. Thank you for a time just to corporately remember that and acknowledge that um, publicly and remind each other of the great things you're doing. Father, that's one of the reasons we continue to give you our prayer requests is because we know you can do great things. I think of even just uh, this morning, the things mentioned, it's we need physical healing. We need relational healing need spiritual healing. We know you are the great healer and you can do those things. So we just want to praise you. And at the same time, say, we want to trust you with our lives and with the things going on in our lives and our friends and family. And uh, I thank you for this morning together. I ask that you would speak through Ned and open our hearts up. You know what we each need. And I pray that you would give that to us through his teaching, through the fellowship time, through the worship time. And we pray these things in your son's name. Amen.
So just take a quick minute to stand up 
take baths, they have a side hug, or whatever is feeling comfortable with. Good to see you, sister. Okay, um, we're heading back to our seats. We're slowly disengaging from our conversations. One last hug. All right. Hey. All right. See, I didn't get it. No. All right. So, uh, as you guys all know, uh, we generally try to, uh, um, I already used the word celebrate, but tomorrow is Memorial Day. So, I think it's really important that uh, that you guys take a minute, take some time to reflect on uh, the fact that our nation has had great women and men that have protected us over, you know, uh, how many how many years old are we? I know the Marine Corps birthday, we're 240 years old, uh, but they've given their lives. That's, that's what Memorial Day is, is. There's a saying, I think, uh, everyone that signs, uh, signs up, signs a blank check, and uh, most of us don't think it'll ever get cashed. So I've got a, a quick video, and we'll play it, and then we'll move on to, to the teaching. All right. Technology is...
chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. We owe the love of the new way. All we can do is Okay, sorry about that. And I can pull some emotion out of you. Okay. You guys ready? That's really for me. All right. So, can you guys guess what we're going to go through today? Oh, no, don't try to guess. Yeah, adversity. So, I was thinking about this. And I was going to ask, like, hey, how many of you in this uh, room have gone through a lifestyle? But then I thought, wait, probably a better question is who hasn't? Who hasn't in this room gone through a lifestyle? Is there anyone in here? You haven't gone through any? I lived in a bubble where I've been sick. I've gone to the hospital. No family members have been sick, but, you know, only died of old age. But uh, I've been blessed where I walked through this world almost untouched. Wow. I don't know how really to say that. It's uh, weird to express it. Well, I feel like you're jinxing yourself right now. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's because there's part of me that says consider yourself lucky, but then there's another side of me that says you're missing out on. I mean, I love this. Uh, here, let's go to the next. This right here to me is like sad on my heart. Here then is a great truth in the pain, the agony, and the heroic endeavors of life, we pass through a refiner's fire, and the insignificant and the unimportant in our lives can melt away like dross and make our faith bright, intact, and strong. And it's weird. I, I, I read that. I read that, and it's like, uh, like I said, it's like salve on the heart because if you go through a trial, and that's what we're going to talk about, you know, I, I like to say, not if you go through a trial, it's like when you go. Through a trial because you know, Mark, you're unique. I'm, I'm telling you because uh, if you uh, start looking at either a person is in a trial or they're headed into a trial, it, it causes you to look at people different. You know what I'm saying? You you can literally be talking to somebody who's dealing with something. Something to them is paramount in their life, and so uh, um, you know, you guys want to draw this. Here's the crazy thing. Like 45 years ago, I, I used to help a friend of my dad's reload bullets. And so he'd dump all this lead from like uh, car weights and all the different things into this deal and heat it up. And then I'd take a spoon and I'd pull out the impurities. 
And so, you know, when you go through, or if you go through it in the right way, that's the thing. If you go through a, a trial in the right way, uh, it's like God starts to remove impurities out of your life. So obviously, bless you, we're, we're going to talk about facing adversity. And, you know, here's a, here's a deal when you enter into a, uh, into a life trial. A lot of times we have a, a decision-making process. And as you can see, I have an exhaustive list on here of two paths you can go. Now, now you know, I just put bitterness there because, you know, that is a root. And, and you know, you, you, you take the path of bitterness. Uh, I mean, it could lead to addiction. Or can, I mean, you're trying to, what you're trying to do is feel, uh, you're trying to feel that pain or the suffering you're going through with what the world has to offer. And if you go to the uh, path on the left, left obviously you're you're seeking God in the midst of your trial, and it's building faith. You're still going to go through the trial. It, it, it's not like okay, I'm going to head down the the faith path because God's going to save me out of this. It, you know the circumstances don't change. It, it the only thing that changes is your heart. There's a um, there's a young man. Well, he's probably in his 40s. I call him a young man. Works for us. And uh, the other day, uh, I heard my superintendent, somebody else was talking about him. And I don't know all the different trials he's gone through, but I know his wife left him. He has some younger kids. Uh, uh, he, his kidneys went bad. He, he goes on dialysis. Uh, he just got diagnosed with cancer. And uh, my superintendent said, He's like, man, can this guy ever get a win? You know, can't he ever get a win? And I, I remember thinking, I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, how sad he can never get a win. Yeah. If you go out on the job site and, he, and he's on that job site, he's, he's, uh, he's got a, a piece about him. He is happy. He's the first guy that will come shake your hand. He's the first guy that will say good morning to you. He, he walks as if he is in no trials at all and uh and it's interesting because the worldly part of me goes man he needs a win you know if you listen to some i can't remember the what they call the theology but somebody's maybe it's i think it's joel Osteen. yeah if you don't have faith brother you know life's going to be great all the time and you're going to have a lot of money which you know i, I kind of there's a part of me that was like to have you know a good life and a lot of money but what happens is you lose you lose, uh, you lose the reality of what a trial does for you. Years ago, and I know you guys know my past. Uh, you know, I, I had the, uh, um, the the big cancer deal where they say, okay, now you just go home and, and die, right? And I was talking to this guy, and he says, he's like, well, you know, if you could go back, uh, if you could go back, would you, cha would you change that? You know, what would you, you know, would you not want cancer? And I'm like, this part of me is like, yeah, I'm thinking cancer, right? But when I look at the path that it took me on, um, I'm like, man, it, it changed. It literally, I could say I was uh, kind of a jerk, you know, a nice jerk, you know what I'm saying? But it, it refined. I think a lot of impurities got taken out of me. And, and the one of, probably one of the biggest ones is a rebellion that I was rebellious. I don't know how I made it in the Marine Corps because I was so stinking rebellious. But it refined it. It took that out of me. And so, you know, we're going to go into a, 
a scripture here uh, that Peter, out of our guys, writes, Beloved, and, and now he's kind of talking about the, the current situation back then uh, when uh, he used the word fiery because Nero was uh, burning Christians. Uh, he says, don't be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. And you guys know about, it was literally two weeks ago, so this Sunday, I went into the, the, the parking lot, right? You guys got the emails. That, that, yeah, I went into the parking lot. I see Leo. Reach over, grab my water, and lean up. And also my lips all tingly. And I can taste this weird thing in my mouth, and I'm thinking, it's odd. I get out of the truck, and now I'm all busy. It's like I'm on a boat, right? And I'm thinking, well, that's definitely odd. And uh, I walk up to Leo, and so we're talking, and then my left hand is all tingly, right? So we're walking over, I'm dizzy, my lips are thick, I've been at a dentist, and my hand is tingly. And uh, then it, it leaves, right? And, you know, it says, don't be surprised. I feel like a lot of times when we go into uh, a trial, life's trial, I don't care if it's, it's at the baby trial or a one, I think the first, first thing is denial. You know, you deny. In fact, I sit right over there by that fence thinking, okay, do I take all this, crush it down, and put it right in that man closet, the tough guy closet, or do I report this to Annie? So you guys know what happened, right? Because I thought, okay, uh, you know, a weird taste in my mouth, numb lips, uh, dizzy. Um, and then the hand thing, I'm like, okay, that's a lot of stuff, right? I mean, if it was just dizzy, I'll just shove that away. Maybe a dizzy and a numb lip, but there was too many symptoms, right? So when we go into a trial, I don't, you know, uh, I think we're always surprised when we head into a trial. Obviously, uh, most trials come, you know, have you guys ever been chased by a tiger? That's kind of how a trial enters into your life. It, it just happens instantly. You know, I pulled into a parking lot just to get right with Jesus. You know, and now I have no lips. My, I can't feel my hand. My head's swelling up. Okay, maybe it wasn't that bad. Swell, that's <laughs> all. Testing your faith. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let the endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Don't be surprised when you enter into a trial, right? Peter says, don't be surprised. James says, Consider joy. It's hard to connect to joy when you're in a trial, isn't it? So last place you want to connect, but that takes you back to that to that path. You know, uh, you you uh, you look at the, and and that's the thing about that path. You can walk, you can head down the path of bitterness, and then guess what? You can turn around and head back down the path of path of faith, right? And you can head down the path of faith and head back. I mean, I did it. I, I know, I don't know, Annie, if you remember this. I, I remember this completely because I was, there was a little, starting to get a little bitterness in me because I was like, why do I have cancer, right? Why, and, and like not just simple cancer, why do I have the bad cancer? Well, obviously, I was drinking down a ton of Kaplan's water 
But the reality of it is, is God was working on me through this cancer. And so I would look at people like smoking cigarettes and mowing, you know, junk food. And I would think, why did he have cancer? And I would be saying that to God, not to, I don't think I said it to you. Maybe I did. Come on. You know, uh, why doesn't he have this? I didn't understand. I didn't understand. I had, I didn't have a clue of what was going on in my life. I didn't know I was in the midst of God's fire, hammer, and anvil. So, you know, I can look back and consider it was joy, and and uh, and I can see the endurance it it, it uh, completed in me, and and the perfection that God did through me, and uh, and I praise the Lord for it. But man, I don't know. Is there is there anyone in here that's gone through a trial and right out of the gate you're like, I'm considering this all joy. Generally, you're trying to consider how to get out of it, right? I mean, I said, how do I get out of this? If the exit, where's the exit door to this trial? There's no exit door. I mean, the, generally the exit door is if you take that path of bitterness that leads to maybe some sort of medication or alcohol or something to numb yourself. All right, we're going to talk about, wait, I think we're out of order here. What? Okay, we're technology. This is why we got to keep this stuff simple. I'm a simple man. We are going to talk about two types of, of adversity, self-inflicted and unexpected. Now, obviously, you can see, is this an unexpected or is this self-inflicted? All right, all right, not a bunch of questions. <laughs> what, what was first, the elephant or the car? This is really, this is out here in Phoenix, this happened. Escaped elephant. <laughs> all right, so, and it's really interesting because, like, the self inflicted versus unexpected. And I was thinking about this as I was looking at it because self inflicted is making a poor decision. Right, uh, and I, well, I could talk for an hour about a lot of poor decisions I've made, and then had the lesson right behind it. it you know, it's it's painful, and and then you know, I mean, I've had prayers, Lord, please, if you save me out of this, I'll never drink again, or you know, plug in whatever prayer that you're praying, you know, because you got God on your nine one one speed dial, um, and then the unexpected and. And the other day, I had a meeting with a young man. He was uh, a baseball player, and uh, he played at, uh, I think it's a Pac-10 college, and then was drafted into uh, the, the major leagues. And uh, this guy, he was one of the, he was the type of baseball player, and I'm going to see if I could set this up, where you're, 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 you're down by three runs. Somehow your team is scrolled on. Uh, the bases are loaded, but you got two outs. And this guy gets up to bat, and he gets one strike, and he gets a ball and strike. Anyway, it becomes a full count. And you're thinking, man, uh, come on, because this is the guy. He's the one that's mentally tough on your team. He's the guy that can make it happen when the, when the chips are down. And then that pitcher throws the ball, and crack. It's a grand slam, and your team wins. That's the type of individual he was. Well. He gets, uh, gets that opportunity to go to the major leagues, breaks his hand, gets a hernia, almost like at the same time. And the major leagues are like, you're out. 
right? And uh, um, it's one of those deals where that's unexpected. You know, you don't, you know, you think you're on this track and it's unexpected. Well, then he goes and starts a job. It's one of these really tough jobs where you're calling people all day long, trying to get them to, to buy into whatever processes that you're selling. Rejection, rejection, rejection. Well, his path started off unexpected and then uh, it, it actually turned into a, uh, a self-inflicted path. He chose that path to the right path that I've seen, and I'm sure many of you guys have seen in your life, that leads to death. And I mean physical death. I've seen people take that path to physical death. So we had an opportunity to talk to him, and it was a great conversation. And uh, I feel like maybe he'll, he'll come back out of that path. Do not, be, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows from the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Have you guys ever seen somebody that was headed down the wrong path and then uh, they make that turn back? And, uh, and, and it takes a little bit, but boy, once they head back and they start reaping the spiritual rewards, I mean, you can see it. You can see it in them. You can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their just their being, and, and you, you begin to see how God blesses them in this path. I mean, I've seen people devastated, almost completely out of homeless that make that turn and come back. It's a beautiful picture. Obviously, you guys know this story. It, it, would you consider this a self-inflicted trial? Yeah, it's crazy. I love, love all the stories of King David. They are so good. You know, this is a, this is a part in his life where, where now he's the king. He's gone through a ton of trials, a ton of suffering, a ton of pain. We're going to look at one of his psalms later on. And, uh, uh, and here's where he steps out. He looks at Uriah's wife, Uriah's wife, and uh, he's like, man, she's, I like her. Digging her. And that's adultery. And then, and then basically has to end up murdering. Uh, Uriah, which is one of his mighty men. And then he suffers. You know, he suffers. I think it's, is it, I think the prophet's Dathan? Not Nathan. Do you, Nathan with a D. Is it Nathan? All right, whatever. Nathan shows up and tells him that story. And of course, David, uh, David, uh, uh, collapses and, uh, uh, and of course, cries and, and it admits, um, you know, admits his sin and, and gets back in contact with God. So, uh, like unexpected. No, it, we just did self-inflicted. Now we'll do unex, unex, unexpected. Uh-oh. This is where we have technology jumps a little bit for us. Don't, don't read ahead. Don't do it. All right. So, but I say to you, love your enemies. This is Jesus talking. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who in heaven, for he causes the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. 
So, you know, that's that's a thing with the, uh, is it the prosperity gospel? Is that what the, some of these guys, you know, the, the rain is going to come, you know, and it comes on the wicked and it comes on the righteous. We are going to experience trials. And you guys know this story. Um, you know, uh, this is where uh, I think Joseph has showed up a few times around his brothers. I think maybe he was a little baggish with his fancy coat that his dad made him. Uh, but they, uh, they all decided one day just, uh, hey, let's kill him, which is kind of odd to me because I can't really picture killing my brother, right? And Reuben out of the pack is like, really easy. Let's just throw him in a hole. Which to me is like, well, why don't you just kill him? You know, I mean, uh, so uh, so Joseph ends up in the hole. You guys all know the story? He ends up in the hole. Some slave traders grab him. They take him to Egypt. He ends up working for Potiphar. Potiphar's wife fully liked him. He wouldn't like him. Then he ends up in prison. This is like a 13 and a 14-year deal. This is a, like a 14-year trial. And in, if you read the, the story, if you read scripture, he never... In fact, if anything, he pushed closer to God. You know, this this story uh, has him pushing closer to God. And you can't see God's hand tell at the very end of the story. If you want the abridged version, you can watch like the Disney show. I think it's called Joseph. It, uh, uh, but at the end of it, he, he says to his brothers, because now they're, they're a little upset, of, um, you know, thinking that, that uh, Joseph's going to do him in. And he says, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring about uh, that many people should be kept alive as they are today. And so this is a picture of, of a guy who went through a trial, kept his eyes on God, and then God was able to use a corporate, a corporate use for all of Israel. And see, that's the thing when, when we go through a trial, you know, it's really easy to dip into self-pity, right? really easy to go why this happened to me or why can't this guy have this stuff and we can't see that that when we go through the trial and and, and how we go through it, it affects those around us you know all right reject bitterness and self-pity it's it's tough to reject bitterness and self-pity when you go through a trial i mean that's almost like the first thing why me we want to resist it. We want to go into denial. Why can't I catch a break? Like the guy said to my, about uh, the guy who works for me, why can't he get a win in his life? You know, when he's actually winning, why can't he get a win? It doesn't look like a win, not by worldly standards. It looks like he's losing. Lose, lose, lose. But man, that guy has, he has a peace over him. It's supernatural. Why can't I catch a break? You know, everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. You guys ever said this stuff to yourself? This is an awesome story. I ask that you go and read it. It's Elijah. It's just after he does the big, the big showdown with uh, the priests of Baal. He says, "Hey, you call on your god, and I'll call on my god, and we'll see who has the power." The priests get up there. Uh, Baal, they're doing their thing. They're hollering. They're dancing. Uh, and, and Elijah's actually mocking him and making fun of him, and then, uh, um, and then their God, obviously, in fact, he even says stuff like, "Hey, maybe he's in the bathroom. Maybe he's, you know, things of that nature." And then, and then he gets up and he prays to God and he says to Israel, "You know, uh, uh, you know, you choose today who you're going to serve. Choose today 
you know, uh, where you're going to exercise your faith into these false gods, into the world, or into the God of Israel. And then I, I can't even imagine what it must have been like a tow missile hitting the altar and exploding. And I think it was 7,000 uh, Israelis smashed their face in the dirt and proclaimed God, right? And so this is a huge story. This guy just stood before God and asked God to bring down fire. And then Jezebel sends a messenger to him and says, hey, listen, listen closely, Elijah. This time tomorrow, what you just did, because he ended up, uh, I guess he ended up murdering, like, not murder, I think it's kill. The, the, the priests that were dragging are trying to pull Israel into uh, worshiping false gods. And so Jezebel sends a message to him, says this time tomorrow you're going to experience what happened to these priests. And so you think, and this is my feeling, is like you would be, you'd tell Jezebel to bring it, right? Chest all puffed out, maybe a little stride. Instead, he turns and he runs. And I mean, he runs. You know, his servant has to run with him. It says he runs all day. He runs all day. And uh, uh, ends up underneath a palm tree or maybe a shrub or something. And he says, and this is where the self-pity comes in when we go into a trial. He's like, just I've had enough. You know, I'm no better than, than, the, than my ancestors, the prophets that have been killed. He's like, I just want to die. You know, and then if you follow a story, an angel, an angel pokes him and he wakes up. And there's a, I was talking to Andy about that. This is God made dead. And a stein of cold water. And I thought, just to eat, I'd need bread in a the cold, refreshing water better than a Mountain Dew one. You know? And, and that happened two days. And it took some while, it took a while to get him back, you know, to get Elijah back. And Elijah's a big man. You guys read the Testament, Elijah, right? I mean, they were calling Jesus, Are you Elijah? No, I'm not Elijah. Trust in God's goodness. So, you know, you, you saw the, the trial that David went through. Gosh, David, David was in a period where, he, he, and this is, I feel like, he went from being a, a, a little shepherd, right? And then he goes uh, out before the, uh, the armies of Israel, and he slays a giant. You guys know the story, right? takes the giant sword out of his sheath and locks his head off and then holds it up and just yells And then Israel has the Philistines on the run. And then he's lifted up. He's like a national hero. He, I don't think he could, uh, as far as being a warrior in the military, I don't think he gets any better than that. And then he starts singing songs, you know, Saul's killed his thousands, David's killed his ten thousands, and you're a general in the army, you're still a kid. And then the trials begin. Saul wings a spear at him, and then David ends out into ends up into the Engadi, Engadi, Engadi desert, and uh, has to survive. And and during this time, this is when he writes the twenty seventh Psalm. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. When you're in a trial, do you want to wait? Don't you start looking for any way out of it? Oh, gosh, if I change this, or if I do this, or if I, I mean, I can tell you this. 
from two Sundays ago to now, I eat completely different. Not that I ate like a goat to begin with, right? But I, I'm eating completely different, right? Because it has an effect on my health. But wait, wait for the Lord. Maintain a heart of gratitude. Is it hard to maintain a heart of gratitude when you're going through a going through a trial? So there's a um, there is a young man, and uh, he lived in my neighborhood. And I I I don't I didn't know what happened to him, but I would see him walking, and he has these canes, and and it, it, like I I pull in my subdivision. And he'll be walking, and it's it's a struggle for him. He'll, you know, I can see sometimes he'll get like two or three steps, and then he stops. And his dad, his dad is behind him about five feet, you know, just behind him. And, and I can tell you, it's weird. It's like, I don't feel like I'm a negative guy, but boy, I'll tell you what, when I come in and I see that that pair, uh, it it really puts a check on me uh, when it comes to gratitude. You know, I mean. I work in construction, and so sometimes days can be a little ratty, and so you're driving home, maybe you're moaning about your day, and then you see this scene unfold, and, and uh, Kaylee, um, she actually stopped and talked to him. Can you tell his story real quick with a loud voice? Okay. Yeah, come on. Heart of gratitude. with a really different perspective on my situation and on just suffering in general. It, Man, is so thankful. Love his life. It's convicting. It's convicting. It causes you to, it, it, it humbles you. 
it, you know, it, it, it's like that starting to the, the dross of your life kind of melts away when you see somebody in that position. And that's the gratitude, a grateful heart. And, and that's the thing. He's just out there loving the fact that he's, he's starting to learn to walk again and loving God for putting him in that, that position and has no clue the people that he affects as, as he gets out on that walk every day. Unbelievable. It's a, it's a, a great story. And I constantly think, I'm going to stop and hug that guy. I haven't done it yet. I will, though. David, you hold me accountable to that. The other thing I really love about that story is that his dad, uh, his dad walks behind him. You know, he's like five, no, maybe three feet behind him. Just walking behind him, encouraging him. You know, you can do it, son. You can do it. And, I, and that's like the thought I have is like when you go on that path, uh, uh, you, you know, when you choose God, that, you know, you may feel like you're, like you're by yourself, that you're on your own, but you've got God. You know, that, that's the difference. You've got God with you. Where if you take the path of the world, has nothing that fills that hole in your heart. Rejoice always, play without ceasing, and ceasing, and everything give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This right here, and I, you know that that opening statement I said it's like salve. This right here is the eternal salve. This is Jesus talking to his disciples, and he's told them, he's basically told them what he's headed into, you know, that he's going to be, uh, he's going to be crucified. And, you know, for us, we don't know what our, when we're going to go through a trial, what it's going to hold for us. He fully understood the trial he was going to go through. And he says, these things I have spoken to you, because he just told them what was going to happen. I don't think they ever really got it until after. So that, so that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. And see, it's through Jesus Christ that you'll have peace through a trial. It's through Jesus Christ that you'll have joy in a trial. Peace and joy through a trial that just baffles anyone else. No different than that young man, Garrett, out there, so full of joy, happy to be able to to learn to walk again, you know, he has the peace of God. All right, conclusion, the rain falls on the wicked and the righteous. Do not be surprised when you enter into a trial. You have a choice to use your faith or use the world's answers. Consider joy when you enter into a trial because it will remove the impurities in your life and help you prioritize what is important. Give thanks in all circumstances, as it keeps you focused on God's grace. And with that, right on time. I know, right? All right, well, thank you. If you guys will play with me. Father God, Lord, uh, we just come before you this morning. And Lord, I thank you and praise you for your grace and mercy in all of our lives. Father, I do thank you for the trials we go through. I know, I just know personally, I don't like them. I don't, I do not like them, Lord. More than that, I don't like them when my kids go through them, but I understand what they do. I understand what they've done in my life, and I understand what they're doing in their life. 
And I just ask, Father, that you help us see you in these in these trials. Help us feel your presence. Help us feel your peace. And uh, help us to be joyful in the midst of these trials, to be a light for those around us that are in their trials, Father, that point back to you. And uh, Lord, uh, as we go out this week, I just ask that you keep us safe, that uh, that we uh, that we continue to shine the light tomorrow, Father. Help us to remember uh, those soldiers and uh, Marines and sailors and airmen that uh, have given their lives, men and women, Father, for our for our country, for our freedom. And uh, Lord, we thank you for giving us your life for our eternal uh, life and our freedom with God. And Lord, we just love you, we praise you, and we lift this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for being here. Thank mm-hmm. you.